Hello. Thank you uh, once again for joining in on our podcast, Jonathan. Uh, this is HBCU Startup CEO and founder, Ronnell Miller. Uh, we wanted to kick off this 2020 uh, interview process because we've been getting a lot of people that have been messaging us about our main podcast, HBCU News, and they wanted to know how they can leverage our resources, leverage our network. Uh, and we wanted to do something, you know, free for the first 50 businesses just to really ramp up and uh, share the great things that people are doing across the across the country. So uh, thank you again, Jonathan. Can you please, uh, you know, tell a little pe tell the people a little bit about yourself uh, and your business and you know why you got started? Yes. So I run the Global Touch Foundation here in Orlando, Florida. We're a five hundred one c three tax exempt foundation, and we actually specialize in something new and innovative called social media awareness. We started December 7th, 2015, and we've been doing it, and we started it at Florida A&M and HBCU in Tallahassee, Florida, um, and we specialize in the mental and behavioral health area. And our goal was to not only advocate for social media awareness, but also spread the need before it became an issue. Um, so we saw over the past, uh, going on our fifth year um, in 2020, that this wasn't just a needed conversation, but it was a vital conversation to not only the business world, but also personal world for users and businesses alike. Awesome. 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 All right. Uh, that's great. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for, you know, sharing that information with us. I'm going to ask you a few questions, you know, just keep this dialogue style, you know, no rushing, just feel free to take your time. Uh, Definitely. For, uh, for my first question of the night, uh, what would you say, you know, five years, a lot of things have changed regarding social media. Um, what would you say has been the biggest thing that, I mean, positive, we hear a lot of negative, you know, conversations, but what has something positive you've seen that's come about in the last five years? Oh, well, I would say one of the positive things that I've seen is that companies are now taking a more direct approach on how social media affects the user's mental and behavioral health as well as safety. Um, I would also say, too, that um, I really do like the fact that companies like Apple, Microsoft, um, Google are now addressing and releasing new policies on child safety um, and also assuring parents that instead of just um, people monetizing off of your data, um, off of your likeliness, um, there's now provisions in place to protect those individuals uh, that once did not have protection. Um, so, of course, uh, running a foundation that promotes this type of stuff, I would say um, that's that's key. That is key. And I'm glad to see that they're doing something and um, they're listening to the millennial generation that it needs to be done. Right, right. Uh, I guess locally on the ground, you said you're you're in the Orlando area now, but you went to school at Florida A&M. So, you know, shout out to all the people from Florida A&M that uh, possibly are going to, you know, tune in, listen to this podcast, uh, go Rattlers. But I would say, uh, you know, in the local community down there in, in Florida, what have been some things I guess you've been seeing, I guess, with the kids there, like in social media, how, what are they taking? What's their life? What's, what, what are they really taking to what platforms right now? Well, okay. See, so a lot of the kids here um, in central Florida, when talking to the different schools um, from Orange County public school, it's main, mainly Snapchat, Snapchat and um, this thing called TikTok. I guess it's a quick video thing that they do and it's like supposed to be for fun, but um, a lot of people don't understand that what they say in post um, can and will be used against them. And that, you know, 
the laws that would govern a regular body of individual or people um, is not the same in the cyber world. Um, so I would say that's one of the biggest things I've seen is more so um, what we call like posting responsibly, um, pushing that message and letting them know that what you say and do online um, does not go away. No matter how savvy you are with covering mm -hmm. things up, as long as they have an IP address and where you're from, um, they can get that information. And that's something that we teach here in Orlando. And that's something I've seen people get shocked by not mm -hmm. knowing. And once they know, they're a little bit more aware. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. That's so true. I think, you know, you see that a lot lately when you see, um, you know, you see old tweets coming up from people that have posted stuff in the past and, you know, it's coming back to haunt them, where, you know, rather professionally or, you know, personally in their life. Uh, you know, you see some relationships, uh, you know, maybe get tarnished because of something that they said or who they message. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's awesome work that you guys are doing that and, you know, making kids aware that, you know, their digital footprint is just like their regular footprint, you know, in the, in, you know, in everyday yep. walks of life. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. Great work. Um, for my next question, um, I would say, you know, what really made you want to start this? Uh, in terms of, you know, reaching out and, you know, getting involved with education, because you could go, you know, you can go different avenues with this. What would be, you know, why, why is education at the forefront? So, okay. So as you know, um, it was once told to me by a professor that if you can control the narrative of an educational platform and educate the younger generation on what they will be taught or what they will need to learn, um, you'll, you'll have a leg up for the next or for the next future or the next, you know, innovators to come in. So, you know, being 25 years old and being someone that dealt with online bullying uh, back in, from 2010 to 2012, um, being someone that dealt with suicide and depression um, mm. and not having someone speaking up for me and knowing that the older generation before me didn't really take heed to it. Um, I said that, you know, with what we're doing with this foundation, we can be that voice for the unheard. We can be that voice for the individual at this very moment on a small scale, um, you know, that, you know, will reach out through social media. And it's ironic because we use the same platforms that cause the problem um, mm -hmm. to promote the message. But, you know, it's a give or take. And that's the catch 22 with it. But it's all about how you use it. And that's why education um, and social media are vital. And because it's not a talked about thing and not a priority, um, when you when we go overseas, education is paramount. Here in the States, it's like put on the back burner as mm. a joke because, you know, it's free education. Unless you go to private school overseas, they pay for it. So they take it more serious. Um, so taking those lessons that I learned after hosting events in Ecuador, going to Brazil, speaking on these things, um, I took it back to the States and was like, wow, this could be something. Education is key with this. So we're working on um, a research fund. We're working on many curriculums, um, stuff that we taught at different events that actually work. Um, so these are just the little things, but it starts with education and it grows from there. Awesome, awesome. That's so true. Um, and I think like what you're saying, you know, the future innovation, even, you know, our education system, you know, we live in a digital age now. And even, you know, with the public schools, I know some private schools do them, you know, charters, rather if it's public or private, depending on your state. But a lot of times, like you're saying, like 
digital media is not at the forefront for some of these institutions. It's some of the same curriculum, like when we were in, you know, middle school, high school, they're being taught some of the same stuff, but you know, a different version of a book or a different standardized test. But these issues are real. I mean, you, you see it every day. There's, there's, there's bullying online, right? You have, you have children that are, you know, sharing information that shouldn't be shared. That's kind of going into my next question. Uh, what do you guys really do? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, you know, the real kind of dark cyber world with like child pornography, you know, things of that nature. Like what are, what are some things I guess we can do in our community that kind of, you know, stop the, even the sharing of, you know, news, somebody felt that yeah. you know, maybe the need to share news, but you shouldn't be doing it, but they consoled in that person. And now you have a situation where someone's, you know, information is being shared on, you know, on their body online. Okay, so, so to answer that question um, on what should you do um, is one thing I tell people to start out with is understanding your, your personas, understanding who you are as a person. Now, for some people, that's new. For the younger generation, that's, that's hard. But when it comes to social media, you are literally building a social media profile that whether you know it or not subconsciously, you're, you're exposing what I call the triple conscious theory. So the theory explains that there's a public persona, private persona, and a social media persona. That social media persona is this generation, 21st century, if you were born 96 and above, is this generation born into it. So I tell people that once you identify why you use social media, what you use it for, and how you use social media, meaning that if you go online right now and you say, okay, I use social media for business, that's your social media persona, or I use social media for personal, that's my social media persona. And once you understand why, then you'll know how to use it correctly. And that's something that when people get reckless online and say things they want to retract, they're what, that leads to a disarray or disorder of some type. And they're not really in tune with themselves online, because as you are in the real world, so as you are online. And these are the kind of things that, you know, with the kids that I speak to, it's funny because they really, it's not as complex as it may seem, but when you have to look at yourself in the mirror or look at yourself online and really ask, why did I just say that? It's kind of hard at times. And I would say, you know, to start off, that's where you would start and just understanding those three things, your public, private, and your social media persona. Mm. That's good, man. That's a good one right there. Um, yeah, for my next question, uh, I guess let's talk about user engagement. What would you say for user engagement is like a necessary, like, you know, a healthy kind of day-to-day? -day? A lot of people, what are times uh, mm -hmm. they should be on the platform? What are times that, you know, they shouldn't be on the platform? You know, what's your take on that? Okay, so that varies by person and by what you do for a living and how you go about your daily life. Now, I'll use myself as an example because um, I went from posting 20 to 50 times a day um, to when I learned that, you know, like, why am I on this website? It's not productive. Or why am I using Instagram this much? I'm not productive. Um, it's not helping me progress where I want to be financially in business. Um, so I cut back and I felt happier. I didn't feel like I was missing out on things that people thought I was going to miss out on. Um, so it's really subjective. 
and you really can't put a time frame because it, like I said, it depends on what you use it for and why. So I would say for me personally, um, I now got it down to like two hours and 15 minutes a day. Um, and at my worst, it could be anywhere from four to five hours out of a 24 hour time span where it used to be 16 to 19 hours a day. So, wow. you know, real, yeah, realistically, it just depends. But I would say personally, if you can get it down to literally maybe 10 minutes every hour, you know, or you go on, check real quick and log right back off. You don't got to post nothing, log off. <laughs> and that's kind of what I tell people now. If, if, you, if you can try your best and not get sucked in, keep it to 10 to 15 minutes, check what you got to check and log off and get back to reality. Right. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. It, it is very much personal. And, you know, it's a tool, too, at the end of the day. What are you using it for? Um, from my next uh, thing, not really much a question, but I mean, what, what are some things you really want to, you know, tell the community about, you know, what you're doing, you know, how they can get involved? Any okay. updates? Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I want to tell the HBCU community out there um, is that there are individuals out there that are doing great and wonderful things. Um, and just because they do not go to a PWI or some big name influential person may not be backing doesn't mean they're not doing something great at that moment in time. It takes time to build an industry. It takes time to build a movement, a new awareness, a company, a foundation, um, and support the little guys because you never know when they'll be the next. Um, and then also um, when it comes to what we're doing at the Global Touch Foundation, um, you can see this on our website at www.socialmediawarenessindustry.com. Um, we just recently launched the research fund where we're doing research um, for social media dependency disorder, um, which we've been working on to get verified in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual as a new disability based on the American Disability Act. So these are things that we've been working on since I left FAM in 2016. And um, it took years to build, but we're now building that awareness and we're looking to get that stuff um, verified in the next next few years but it takes time and that's real research through universities that we're working with right right yeah and, and for that i guess if you can touch on maybe about that because i know you know with research sometimes you can't talk on everything but for, yeah. for the information that you can touch on what are some things that you're finding with this new you know with probably this new disorder like what what are some things that you've been seeing well so, okay, so, so some of the things that I'm seeing um, is definitely a denial factor. So when we, you know, uh, when we question people or when we do surveys, we realize that a lot of them at first, when they aren't aware of the problem, they'll, sh they'll sugarcoat the truth. So for example, like how I told you, I was posting 30 to 50 times a day. When I first recognized the problem, I was like, no, there's no way I'm just fine. And then once I actually sat down and wrote out why I was doing what I was doing, it became apparent that, you know, I really had a problem. Um, so in the research, it's kind of the same exact thing. We're realizing that people aren't addressing the real issue at hand, and they're basically avoiding the actual conversation as they would. And then once you point it out, they have two options. They either address it or they deny it. But when they address it, they're happier their 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 mental state is clear their relationships are better um grades improve from the high schoolers that we've talked to literally a year apart um, we we did one from 20 
2017 to 2018 at Evans High School, where we realized that the same students that we spoke to the year before, the first year they were against it because they thought it was to stop them to use social media. The second year was them understanding that social media was used a certain way and for the right reasons, as long as you use it with a positive impact and purpose. Um, so I would say the results have been in our favor. Um, it's definitely proving that social media does cause a new disorder. Um, and like I said, based on the qualifications of the disorder um, and what that actually means, um, it, it falls into line. That's good, man. That's good. Uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess, you know, you answer pretty much all my questions. If there's anything else you want to, you know, you want to touch on or, or you want to share, you know, how people can get involved and support, because I see you have a foundation that operates a nonprofit, you know, yeah. give people some ways to where they can support and, uh, and, you know, rather that's financially or even through, you know, just sharing your message. No, definitely. Okay. So you can reach us at www.socialmediaawarenessindustry.com. And also, if you would like to support, um, you can also reach me at jonathan at socialmediaawareness.org. And we can give you information on how to donate um, on where to send the money to if you would like to send a check-in. Um, because right now, we're actually doing um, some revamping, as you can probably tell on the website, as we mentioned, um, because we're scaling. Um, so I would say the website right now is the best location and you can also email us through the website as well. So I get, we get direct emails and we respond within 48 hours. Um, so we try to reach back to everybody. And if you would like to set up an appointment to actually discuss uh, some of our findings, or if you have a story yourself that you would like to submit, please email us. And, you know, with your permission, we will definitely love to share um, or do a podcast with you as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you for your time, Jonathan. I don't want to take too much of your time. Like I said, I wanted to, you know, keep these within 30 minutes, but you, you answered all my questions. You were clear, you were concise. So we thank you, uh, you know, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, from my community, being one of the first 50 people to join us. And you were the first, actually the first podcast done for 2020. So congratulations to you for that. Uh, we will post this up and I will let you know once this podcast goes live. Uh, and the information we have as well, we will work next on getting the blog to roll out too, but we want everybody's podcast done and then we want to work on the written material to reiterate that information that was done in these interviews. So we cool. thank you so much. And uh, any last words? If not, we're done. Yes, sir. I want to leave this to the listeners. Uh, remember this for those that are listening. One post can change the mind. One comment can change a generation. Remember that. Thank you very much, you guys. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. I'm wishing you best, uh, the best luck in this year. This is great work. You know, uh, have at it. It's that, you know, stay consistent, stay positive. This is actually great work. And I love to, uh, once you're done getting that stuff rolled out with the schools, I love to share it throughout my network as well. So thank you. And, uh, you know, have a great week. Likewise. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>